This is SMQB's episode 40. It's your NFL week nine recap, your Plaxico locked up picks of the week, our first winning week of the year. Oh, yes, winning week. You heard it here. Uh, we talk college football, a World Series recap, and then an excellent, excellent punchable face of the week that you will not want to miss. But most importantly, we are celebrating House's birthday. Check it out. Leave us five stars. Have fun. There we go. Now we're good. We're good. Good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now we have to hold on. Shit. Now we have to start again. You ready? SMQBs. This is episode 40, but more importantly than that, it is somebody's birthday. So. Let's go. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday, House. Happy birthday, House. Happy birthday, Parky. Happy birthday, buddy. Thanks, fellas. Some good Happy SMQB birthday. Love. Thanks, fellas. How was that? There you go. It's a better so way to that's skip a lot the of, that's Eagles a lot of effort. punishment. Yeah, listen, I mean, I, I'm going to just say for you today, I'm wishing you a big Ben Simmons trade. That's <laughs> that's. that's <laughs> That's my my Philly dig and my wish for you. I'd like to dedicate this episode to House and Bus Two, and you people know who you are. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. went out to Bus Two. Bus Two. All right, but whatever that means. But this is episode forty, and he is the youngest player inducted in the Hall of Fame. His number has been retired by one of the teams that played last night. Gail Sayers. Yes, he played seven seasons with the wow, Chicago Bears. Wow. Rooster started only four games. I swear games. I didn't look that up. So I'm, I'm just Listen that old. He started only four games in his last two uh, seasons. So he really played five years. And he was a four-time Pro Bowl selection, a five-time All-Pro, and twice led the NFL in rushing. Gail Sayers, he wore And the most best. electric running back ever. That's right. So this is your Gale Sayers episode of the SMQBs. I was kind of hoping you were going to say, do a Mike Allstott for me, but oh. this is not important enough. He was 40? Gonna, he was 40? Oh, okay. you think You think we're going to talk about a buck this week? No, no. I'll see you no. on Sunday, buddy. Yeah, we're yeah, having we SMQB violence in person this weekend. I'll see you okay. on Sunday. Yeah, that's right. How's everybody doing? Good, good. Doing well, recovery. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. We're all tired, man. <laughs> yeah, everybody. I have tired. this little pain in my lower side. <laughs> right where, where my liver, liver is located. Right wow. where your liver is? Yes. yes. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're through uh, week nine of the NFL season. So we are, I guess, now halfway through, more than halfway through. Uh, House, uh, lead us through some discussion here. What do, we, what do we have to talk about? 
Well, I have a first question for you. This is this one is a long distance dedication to Brian Pope because it's a stat question. But mm. there are uh, six quarterbacks, and we're not gonna we're not gonna count Kyler Murray because he didn't start this past weekend. There's six starting quarterbacks with at least a thousand yards passing who have over a hundred quarterback rating. Can you guys name who those six quarterbacks are who are really doing it up this year in the NFL? Tom Brady. Rogers. Tom Brady is one. I'm going to guess Jalen Hurts is on that list. Jalen Hurts is not on the list. Uh, uh, A.A. Ron. A.A. Ron. A.A. Ron. You know what? I take that back. I, I This is because Aaron Rodgers didn't play this past week, and I have to double check that. He may or may not be on that list. Justin this is Herbert. Over. Herbert is not on the list. Yeah, I bet you his rating isn't that high. Um, Stafford. Derek Stafford Carr. is on the list. Prescott. On the list. Dak. Derek Dak Carr. Prescott is Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford are on the list. The next okay. three are a little bit more challenging. Daniel Jones. No. <laughs> you, you must be kidding. Uh, me. Lamar. Tyler Henneke. <laughs> Lamar Jackson and Tyler Heineken are not on there. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Derek Carr. Uh, we Derek said Carr. Carr I already we? said that. Yeah. Not no, Carr. No. Not Carr. The other, the other three. Josh are, Allen. Nope. Believe it or oh, not, you, these, these, these Big are. Ben. Nope. No way. No way. You will not be surprised for the first one. You will Tannehill. be surprised for the other two. Kirk Cousins yeah. is on there. Ooh, interesting. But Carson clutch. Wentz. Carson Wentz is on there. Mm. And the number <laughs> sixth over hundred quarterback rating is Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, wow. hey, I believe it after Sunday. Mm. So, I mean, mm. I guess we'll start there with you, Pope. What happened this past Sunday in Dallas? Is there a well, quarterback controversy in, in Dallas? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Cooper Rush, bring on Cooper Rush. I mean, yeah, they I had just gotten rid of Von Miller. How did they win? Yes. How did that happen? Well, look, I think Dallas was due for laying an egg. It's the old Bill Parcells. Uh, you know, put down the anointing oils. Um, and you can say that about other teams too. We'll get into that. But from a Dallas standpoint, clearly they did not take Denver nearly as seriously as they should have. They they eked out that win against Minnesota. So they thought they were, you know, there, it was going to be very difficult to beat them, period. Uh, even with Cooper Rush as a the quarterback, they brought Dak back. I don't think they brought him back too soon. Look, the Cowboys... Uh, there were two fourth down conversions in the first quarter. If they'd made either one of those, get probably a different game. Uh, they just didn't. They didn't take them seriously. The only guy who had any fire in them was Micah Parsons. And uh, other than that, they laid an egg. Diggs laid an egg. Uh, Zeke laid an egg. The coaching staff laid an egg. And um, you know they got the Falcons coming to town next week, and the Falcons have owned them lately. So let's see if they can bounce back. If not, then you know we're we're talking about a different kind of team than what I thought we had. I think Way too right much of... analysis. Way too much analysis. The Cowboys <laughs> suck. That's the answer. Cowboys suck. They're get this is catching up and exposing them for who they really are. Okay. Uh, all right. no, I think of all the all the teams that laid and all the good teams that laid an egg. I'm I'd be the least worried about the Cowboys. Well, we're gonna get to oh, that, hey, but look, I, I'll just say so Den- Denver it's... has Denver has won nine straight against the Cowboys yes. going back into the eighties. Wait, that's nuts. Yeah. Well, seventh consecutive win back to 1995. They wow. own this team. 
They own own this team. But Rooster alluded to upset weekend and some of the shocks. So let's move over to the place where Frank Hoffa is buried and the New York <laughs> football giants. I mean, can you explain that one? The I Giants I mean, the Raiders? The Raiders, if the Raiders win that game, they're in first place in the West. And the Giants have been playing, you know, the hapless Giants all season long. We we're basically playing for a high draft pick. I don't, I can't explain that at all. We're, we're without um, our two starting wide receivers, our starting running back. The only thing I can tell you is they finally remembered that Evan Engram was on their team. And the guy has, he's a speedster. He's, you know, occasionally has good hands. I I mean, well, the the Raiders have had some shit going on too, though. True. But they can't, they bounced back in the first week and played just fine. They cut that number one from last year. Well, that was two guys now, right? The other thing is Xavier, our our, uh, safety from, from Alabama, has been hurt his first two years. And he's showed why he was drafted so high in that game. He was awesome. Had two picks, including the game winner. And the defensive front line is looking strong. Uh, You know, on the if we we had we're like one good edge rusher away from having a pretty good defense. So shock number one was the Broncos over the Cowboys. Shock number two was the Giants over the Raiders. But the shock around the NFL, the world. No one could here could possibly explain the Jags nine bills six. How do you hold Josh Allen and the juggernaut bills to six points? And how does this putrid Jaguars team led by a lost rookie quarterback and an embattled coach win that game? Anyone? (laughs) (laughs) No, because there are literally no words to that. I I have to think that was, it's definitely not the Jaguars being doing anything different. I mean, I really think the Bills went into that game and like just assume they would just roll over them. I, I've got I've got stats for you on this one. I'm, I'm ready. It's going to be one of my takeaways, and and uh, I'm going to give credit to Bill Simmons because I listened to him coming in this morning. Uh, maybe he should listen to us too. But uh, Buffalo has been exposed a little bit now. Uh, you know, they were the odds on favor to go to the Super Bowl. But if you drill into them, they're five and three. Look at their five wins with apologies to the Washington football team. They beat the Dolphins twice, the Texans and the Chiefs, who now have been seriously exposed. Th- those are their mm. five wins, right? Mm. Wow. That's interesting. Well, I mean, well, they've lost they to they the Titans, a, uh, Steelers and the Jags. And the Jags. They, they don't have a quality win. At the, the time, you would have thought the Chiefs was a quality win, but now we I'm, know I'm going to go out on a limb yeah. right now and tell you that the Pats win this division. Rooster, I'm, I'm, you know, Possibly I'm there. Because I'm there too. I'm not, I'm not sure the, the limb Cowboy is that game. long for you to be right. Yeah, I think, the, I think it's a sh- getting a shorter and shorter limb there. I, right. I was um, shocked by the the Bills' offensive line. I mean, the Jaguar. Now the Jaguars have some good defensive players like Josh Allen. Now, uh, I, I think it comes. I think it comes down to a little something else, though. I mean, like the, they say, any given Sunday for a reason, and that's because football is as much a, a a game of will and heart as as anything out there. And you know, there's coaches who know based on the week of practice they had, 
if they're going to if they're going to be in for a fight or you know if they're in trouble that week because it really is a game of having to be focused and hyped up and if if buffalo you know i don't know if they had their buy yet i mean if they're coming in to no, this they're, game they're and they're five looking and three at, so no yeah so they're so they're uh um, no, no that means yes no, they, they must did. have yeah, they did yeah, have it right. so yeah you know so look I think you, you're not focused. You're looking past the team. It's very <clears throat> typical, I think, in in football. These are all grown men out there fighting their asses off, and yep. somebody wants it a little bit more. You can neutralize a good team. It happens every year. It just proves the uh, adage: any given Sunday. That that yeah. game's the perfect example. And who needed you that scratch and you claw for every inch? Who needed that win the most? Who really oh, needed the that? coach? Urban, Urban Meyer. Meyer, baby. Coach, yeah. coach, finger Get some in the heat ass. off me. <laughs> well, let's 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 stay um, with the SEC for a minute because it's time to turn to you, Milk. And there's a certain young student who's parting his ass off at the boot right now, giving yeah. you the double bird over yeah. your. Uh, speaking of anoint anointing oils, <laughs> remember that time when you said Joe Burrow was going to win championships? Multiple, <laughs> Super Bowl. That guy's going to win Super Bowls. Are you off I that bandwagon now, this. Milkster? By the way, I was watching that game in my hotel room before I left. Highly frustrating. They could not hold on to the ball. Now, Joe Burrow did throw a horrible pick six. I will give you that. But that defense imploded. I mean, when you're seeing uh, Cleveland complete 70-yard bomb touchdowns, your defense sucks. And... They were turning the ball over, and you can't do it. It, it was one bad game. I'm still no, not they lost to the Jets the week before. <laughs> I think I think yeah. the Bengals are a nice one bad imp- game. Yeah, they're a nice improved story this year, but they're so far. They're still the Bungles. They I really never are. said Joe Burrow was going to win the Super Bowl this year. I said he. You said lose. multiple Super Bowls. I said no, I did not. <laughs> yeah, you did. Look, but I'm sure our crack staff is going to play it back. <laughs> You cannot win if you can't hold on to the ball. Not all Joe Burrow's fault. That was Let me ask you guys this. Who do you think had the biggest blown opportunity this weekend? Blown I think the Rams up there. I, the Rams yeah. spit the bid on Sunday night against a Titans team without King Henry. That's inexplicable. They had, they had a great opportunity. Up there. I think Jordan Love. Well, if you're talking yeah. about individuals, yeah. yeah, Jordan Love could have yeah. could have owned that team. The f- the fans are so ready for him to have a great game and and say good riddance. He looked terrible to Rodgers. Oh my God! Yeah. I mean, I think they've got to <laughs> yeah. be thinking about drafting another quarterback after. Yeah, that game. Well, I'm sure Washington you know, will take Jordan Love. One game does not. It was his first game. He looked nervous. Does not a bust he's been, make. He's been in. You know, he's, but been, he's been there a couple of years. Yeah, he's a year and a half. Yeah. It, I don't I don't he, how he didn't look prepared and he looks scared shitless. But you why need a little time. But why is it that some of these guys can come right in and play and look like they can handle it? And others, there's just they look completely lost. I mean, what how do you figure this out? I mean, what is it about these guys? Well, look at Justin Fields last night. I was night. gonna say he had his best Fields. game last night. Right. He and he got the a crap really good knocked game. out of him the week before. Yeah. And came and bounced back. And, I mean, when I saw him at, in Tampa, it was really, really bad. And I was shocked last night. He was throwing 50-yard touchdown passes. But he never I mean, looked scared, even when he was getting killed. Yeah. 
I think Jordan Love looks scared. He looked freaked out. But that dude, think of how much pressure you have. You're coming in in Aaron Rodgers. He's like Darnold-esque. Yeah. You and I have both seen... Fallen. You and I have both seen uh, Justin Herbert play in person this season. Has anybody else seen him in, in person? No. No? I saw him last Were year. you... I, I told you... I think I said to you, go, get back for that game. You're going to want to see how he moves on the field. Was I right? Unbelievable. I mean, look, our, our, we have a terrible secondary and I don't want to say that the reason why Justin Herbert had a good game is because we had a bad defense. This guy is no question the real deal. He's big. He's strong. He makes every throw. They run a really brilliant motion offense. He can run with the ball. I think he passed 32 for 38 with 260 yards and three touchdowns, one a running touchdown. I remember watching this guy towards the end of the season. I only caught a couple of the games and maybe one of his bowls for Oregon. I couldn't understand why he was drafted so high. He looked kind of aloof. He had one special game in, the, I think, the postseason, either one of the senior bowls or the bowl, or the actual bowl game itself. But this guy, talk about – now, I don't know whether they're going to surround him with all the pieces right now. He's got some pretty good pieces. I would bet that Justin Herbert wins a championship before Joe Burrow wins a championship. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He's just smooth. Very, very smooth. The one thing that uh, Dave Gettleman got right as GM of the Giants was when when uh, Herbert was still an underclassman, he, he said if he would come out early, we'll take him with our first pick. They liked him that much. And then I think Herbert said, you know what? I think I would not like to play for the Giants. So I'll stay in school another year. That's funny. But I'll tell oh, you, God. I think what we're seeing in the NFL this year is that kind of resilience. It's not just this year. It's every year. It's even last year when when Tampa dealt with injuries and stuff like that. You know, resilience is the name of the game. You had the Cardinals being quarterbacked by Colt McCoy with yeah. no McCoy. Right with no D hop and they they trounced them. It was never close. No, no D hop, no AJ Green, and then Edmonds got hurt. Yeah, Kyle so Shanahan killed. Kyle him. Shanahan had the worst day of the. He's got to be on the hot seat, right? Holy Shanahan. Cow. And and you know to Pope's point, you know they ran the guy. Pope has the number, whatever is two hundred and thirty something, whatever, however many carries. Two hundred nineteen. Yeah, through, through Derrick Henry, you take him out of the offense. They don't miss a beat against Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. You know, a very good uh, Rams defense and Matt Stafford and resilient team. So that was a physical beatdown touchdown. Yeah. By the way, kudos to the Titans defense because their and specifically their defensive line confused the shit out of Stafford yesterday. I mean, and to the point he threw one of the worst passes. Oh my god! Oh my god! That was terrible. Uh, But they they were they were all over him. Yeah. And I have to apologize to the Titans because I said their season was over without Derrick Henry. I think we all did. Yeah. Well, See, I, I liken the Titans. I mean, the Cowboys lost to the Broncos to the Titans lost to the Jets. It, you know, it's just a blip. Yeah. Well, let's see if we I, can no. um, wrap with some takeaways. I, I actually want to get started with a takeaway that I think that we're getting really close to the NFL having to step in on the Las Vegas Raiders. That, that team is a real dumpster fire. Um, the tragedy 
of Henry Ruggs driving his Corvette at 156 miles per hour, double the legal limit for alcohol consumption, killing a woman or pet, um, injuring a passenger, um, you know, his NFL career and a sizable chunk of his life is uh, going to be lost to prison. They've got a cornerback who they draft in the first round who couldn't handle that someone was sliding into his DMs to say that he was having a bad game. So the cornerback got on live on whatever social media site it was, picking up one gun at a time, like six different guns saying, I'm going to kill you for real. They promptly I cut him. I've seen that video. Pulled a Hernandez. Oh, my God. Uh, God knows what crimes he committed in the span of that video. Of course, the Gruden story. People forget that Josh Jacobs had a DUI they didn't prosecute, but he had a single car accident in January 2021. And how are they solving all of this? They're going to solve all of this by bringing in Deshaun Jackson. And I don't think we need to go <laughs> over <laughs> Because this is why you don't put NFL teams in Las Vegas. I don't know if it's connected yeah. or not, but it might be. The Raiders are a dumpster fire, and that's my takeaway. They're in bad, bad shape. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, they're tied for the lead. That, <laughs> they're tied for the last. lead in AFC West. Yeah, Who else right. has a takeaway take from NFL Week 9? I've got the same takeaway I had in Week 8. The Cardinals are the real deal. They, and people keep saying, oh, I'm not sold on the Cardinals. They're eight and one, and they just beat a pretty good team without all of their stars. Good team. Mm-hmm. Last single loss team, right? Are they the last yeah. team with the last loss? single loss team? And my takeaway is I think we alluded to it is the lost opportunities of all these one loss teams to um, put some separation in themselves and put them into consideration. I mean, there's only one buy for each conference and it's so important to have that home field all throughout. So, you know, kudos to the Cardinals for maintaining uh, without Kyler Murray and the Cowboys Packers Rams all lost a great opportunity to keep even with them. So uh, that's my takeaway. Kudos to Pope, by the way, I don't know if anyone of our listeners heard it, but we were the first to break the Kyler Murray would not be playing Sunday. Pope actually. Oh, he's it. got inside. We had in, right. SMQs had right. inside yeah, information. Yeah. Can't can't divulge my sources, but uh, I felt pretty Anonymous. good about it. I, I felt so good about it, but I didn't tell my fantasy opponent, S Bone Scott Leonard. Oh. Sorry, bro. You might have. Sorry, <laughs> Did he started him. He started him. You didn't tell him. Oh, you didn't tell him. Oh, bro. Oh, wow. We're gonna have to reveal that. I think that's a violation. No, I don't. If you have, if you follow your fantasy team, follow their injury report. It's up to the commissioner. <laughs> All right. Milk takeaway. Oh, I, I, I mean, I kind of touched on it already, but I, I think we had kind of written the Rams into the Super Bowl, And I think we need to take a step back. I think the Titans defense showed you how you get to Matt Stafford and, you know, they've lost both of their big games this year, getting back to, like, who they've played and all that. They lost to the Cardinals, and now they've lost to the Titans. And it's just, you know, the Sean McVay obsession and all that. I thought he didn't coach a very good game, by the way. I thought some of his play calling was was really bad on offense. So, I don't know. I, I think that let's put the brakes on the Rams right now and put the accelerator on the Bucks. 
into Washington next week. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Speaking of Washington, <laughs> Bison, you want to kill you. Three, do you want to tell three, us? Do you want to tell us what you watched on the Hallmark Channel yesterday? Yeah, three very brief takeaways from Week Nine. Number one, I'm happiest when Washington football team is on a bye and not playing. Number two, <laughs> I am maybe a little bit happier than even that when all of the NFC East teams are are losing. Damn it to the Giants for blowing what would have been a perfect perfect NFL Sunday. And number three. I had no doubt that Max Verstappen had more in the tank than he showed during qualifying and was not concerned at all that he was going to win that race. That oh my is my God. week nine oh, NFL geez. takeaways. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's the NFL wrap, but I think we do uh, have an update on the uh, Plaxico lockup locks of the week. House, before you get to that, I think we're, yeah. we're talking about the – I think we need to rename this segment, and I really want to rename it the uh, Ray Lewis Nobody Locked Anything Up segment because <laughs> I think that's <laughs> probably more accurate at this point than, right. than what it's been called. So, I mean, we have, we have guys talking smack about an opposing pod because our picks are so bad. <laughs> well – we're we're gonna, hey, we we have winning way, percentage this week. By the way, milk may just be the punchable face of the week this week for entertaining offers from competing pods. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, no comment. No side. comment. <laughs> our our uh, competitors can suck it because this week we're juggernauts. We have <laughs> now just one game separating the first place team of the Bisons who are at a really just wow strong three and six to four teams in second at two and seven this week bison dropped from three and five to three and six by taking the uh bills who are a 14 point favorite and lost the jags (coughs) hope dropped two and seven with uh taking the Bengals, who were favored by two and a half lost but we have winners 20 25 who's counting uh milk was with a win, took the Vikings plus five and a half, moves to two and seven. And as Rooster said it, the smart money was on the Pats. So Rooster and I are winners. The Pats were minus three and a half, and they drubbed the Panthers. So we've got Bison at three and six, the other, the rest of us at two and seven. To the winners go the spoils. Bison, you still get to pick first. Well, I am, uh, I'm going to stick with the strategy that has uh, treated me okay until last weekend. But I am taking the Bills at the Jets. <laughs> oh my God! Giving what I see is giving thirteen. I don't know what you have, House. Thirteen. Thirteen. Wow. Wow. Lock okay, it up. Wow. Bounce back. That's have been screwing people all year. <laughs> and best so the luck. Bills recently. <laughs> Rooster, what do you have? You're surging into second place. I am going to go with my Cardinals. Ooh, uh, what's the line minus on that? 10. Minus, minus 10. Minus 10 over the Panthers? Home against God, the, Panthers. the Panthers. are in disarray. I like that. Yep. Yep. Okay. Pope? You know me. I, I love bandwagons, and I'm jumping back on the Titans bandwagon this week. Given three at home to the Aints, who That's uh, a great were exposed pick. by the Falcons. Yep. But they're up and down. You never know. But I, you know, I, I think the Titans showed us something on Sunday night that we didn't think they had in the tank. Yeah. So uh, I like it. Minus three, giving it to the Saints at home. That was my I'm number just two. Thinking bandwagon is a great nickname for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Milk, uh, are you still going to stick with the opposite strategy? I love that pick. Tennessee, big, big time win yesterday at home against the Saints who look terrible. Love Tennessee. Here we go. Take the Saints, baby. Saints. Yeah. Three. Uh, Going Saints. That, that is so confusing for Tad. I mean, what's he going to do? Yeah. Uh, love the Saints. Talk about a bounce back game. Uh, I think the 49ers are a disgusting team. I think the Rams are going to win this easy. Their Rams are minus four at the 49ers. Sorry to the uh, Sanguinettis, uh, but the 49ers suck. The Rams minus four. That's my lock of the week, and those are your locks of the week. All right. Best of luck, everyone. Best of luck. Back to you, Bison. All right. Hey, um, Milk. Let's talk a little college football. You got an update for yeah. us? Really hard thing? Oh, you want to talk college football? Not really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not that interesting, but go ahead. We'll give it a minute. It is getting interesting. We only got three weeks left, and we're about an hour away from the uh, latest playoff rankings coming out. Last week, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, Oregon. We had Michigan State blow it against – who was that, Purdue? Purdue, as usual. It's just as usual. Look – we're trying to give these teams a chance. You guys want all these teams to come in that are never in the playoff. We're trying. They keep losing. It's not my fault. So now this week, it's probably going to be Georgia one, Bama two. You got to think Oregon goes to three and then Ohio State at four. And I think you're still got Cincy on the outside looking in, but they're close. Probably going to be five. Uh, remaining schedules here. We only have three games left. I think Georgia wins out. Their toughest game is at Tennessee on Saturday, which will be a little closer than I think the experts think. Uh, Alabama at Auburn. That's their toughest, toughest game. Mm. Always. Always a tough game. But then Georgia and Alabama, if Alabama wins, Georgia and Alabama play each other in the SEC championship. Oregon. Very difficult game. I think it's this weekend at Utah. Uh, Utah, Mm. they're coming strong. I think they've won like five games in a row. Very losable game. And then you got Ohio Ohio State who's going to play Michigan at the end of the year. That's their toughest game. So you got to think. Doesn't Ohio State go to Penn State this weekend? Yeah, but Penn Mm. State. What about about Oklahoma? Aren't they undefeated still? Oklahoma is undefeated, but they're – the way they're winning games, they're like ranked like eighth oh, or ninth. Isn't that saying there was Cincinnati? Do you really think Cincinnati's going to be five? This is the scenario. So you've got, so let's say it's Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State. Georgia and yep. Alabama play each other in the SEC championship game. So if Bama loses, you they're cannot out. put a two loss Alabama in over Cincinnati. They're out. I th- right, right. But what I you mean, could put Michigan State or Michigan over them. Or, well, you know, well what's the, what's the I'm scenario where Ohio fucking State Notre Michigan. Dame gets in? <laughs> That's not going to happen. No. <laughs> but it, look, this one. could get nuts. You, you can have Oregon lose at Utah very easily. You can have Ohio State lose to Michigan. Yeah. It'll be in, interested to Alabama see what they do with, with two Michigan losses, State. and now Notre Dame's in the playoffs. <laughs> and then you've got Notre Dame yeah, sneaking baby. in. Yes, you do. Oh. So well, boring. Look, so here, boring. Here, oh. Here's Notre Dame's problem. It's called Cincinnati because Cincinnati beat them head to head at yes. Notre Dame. And right. So Thank God. They'll Thank never. God. They'll never get past 
uh, Notre Dame will never get past Cincinnati, and is all they have to do is beat a you know a, a SMU team that's uh, leaking oil, and no, it's going to happen. Yeah, I really wish this was a. I really wish this was a video pod to our listeners yeah. watch Mike Fallon do the fighting leprechaun. It's a doppelganger, it really. <laughs> oh god! Well, so the bottom line is the hope for college football being interesting comes down to since the fucking natty. Cincinnati, if you want them in, they this is their chance. And by the oh. way, this is a this is also the only chance. Probably we'll find that Bama might not even be in it. And that Georgia, who hasn't won a national championship in 40 years, this is their only chance to win a national championship. If they don't do it this year, they're done. They're never winning one again. <laughs> well, right, is, is Georgia sorry, Mr. The B. Home, is Georgia the home of champions? Transition. Um, nice. Pope, talk to us a little bit about the World Series. Congratulations. Thank you. Bandwagon. Oh, whatever. As as you guys know, and I had had got to experience the World Series with my dad, my longtime team Braves finally brings the championship home after 1995 first one. Uh, we left here on Monday afternoon after game five, you know, going back to Houston and we went over all the numbers. And, the, and I said the bottom line is the Braves have got to take care of business game six because the stats are they are going to lose game seven at home uh, at, uh, against Houston, who's going to be home. So Braves took care of business. It wasn't uh, it wasn't even close. When Solaire hit a home run that is over left field wall, I think it's still traveling probably towards Dallas at this point from Houston. He hit that ball so far. He was the MVP, a deserved so. And, you know, Solaire came to them in a trade in July, the, the great trade that we never really talked about because all the other trades, uh, you know, where they got Jock, Jocktober Peterson, they got Osar, uh, Rosario. I mean, they, they cleaned up in, uh, in the trade. And so the GM for the, for the Braves certainly is going to be applauded. Yeah. Um, Max Fried came back to form in game six. There was not really a whole lot to talk about. It was, it was seven. Oh, it was never close. Um, there was a lot of Braves fan there celebrating because I think Houston is kind of uh, had, had had given up. So um, kudos to the Braves. Next year will be interesting. Freddie Freeman's a free agent. They need to back up the money truck for him. I agree. And and Korea is probably gone. They gave him a qualifying offer, but he's probably gone from Houston. Uh, how about Kershaw not getting a qualifying offer? What do you guys think about that? I think he's bet- between injuries and playoff failures yeah uh, it, you know doesn't that mean they're gonna spend they're gonna spend everything on scherzer to keep him probably they, they should they're they still the, should. Their other guys got, still got problems bauer still got possible criminal problems right? yeah yeah and then you know the braves get a kuna back next year so um they they could repeat uh pitching staff uh is gonna gonna be back hopefully um, you know, full recovery by Charlie Morton and uh, looking good. Charlie Morton will be fifty-five then. Did you, did you say? Are you are you talking about repeating? Really? I think he's going really? there. I, I'm not going to predict it right now, but I'm saying they will definitely be in the mix. Wait, I have a question. Bandwagon. Is it a repeat if the Rangers win it next year? That's a great question, <laughs> but that's an impossibility. So that's not going to be anything we have to talk about. Uh, Pope, well, I'm congratulations. Sure I'm sure the irony wasn't lost on you that 
the Braves over all those years when you were a fan back in the day had won 13, 14 championships, division champions straight, and only one World Series. And then this team, who was left for dead with 88 wins, probably shouldn't have even won the division, but for the, the rest of the division sucked. That's the team that wins the World Series first time out. Pretty it's amazing. I mean, House, uh, you remember you guys were a game and a half ahead, I believe, in August. Yep. Uh, and Braves were still sputtering. So Although this, this, this is, was a team that, that was never destined for this championship. Are we going to have to change for, all of our SMQB swag now that Pope has a new nickname? <laughs> <laughs> but Pope, this, this was their fourth NL East title in a row, right? Yeah, but true? I mean, but but they, so. you know, they haven't been, they haven't been. Well, they lost the NLCS last year. They were oh, up three one. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, right. look, but but based on their play this year, losing Acuna uh, and the other guy, you know, self inflicted. They they were not considered to be long term potential playoff uh, run this year. Well, so are you 11, putting them back in the World Series next year? Yeah, that's what he said. Why wouldn't I? Against the Rangers, really fun eleven months. Really fun eleven months of baseball. All right, let's move on. Hey, listen, I'll tell you how good baseball is. I just got my tickets for spring training, so I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, that's all right. When football when football ends, you start thinking about pitchers and catchers. Yeah, nice. If the if the Phillies, Bryce Harper and Zach Wheeler pull off the Cy Young MVP. Double double. It'll be the first time since Steve Carlton and Mike Schmidt in 1980. When is that announced? I think it's coming up in the next couple weeks. uh, Wheeler's not going to get. I I think it's going to be um, Corbin Burns, the guy from LA Law, and Corbin Burns Corbin Burns and and Bryce and Major League. He he was in Major League in the NL. He was. was. (laughs) Should (laughs) be interesting. Should be interesting. Well. Um, let's move it on to our favorite segment of the week, the punchable face of the week. Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Evan Kujay with a triumphant comeback. But tonight, don't call it a comeback. And... There was some real competition this week. There really Rooster, was. Rooster, I mean, Who are we punching? Listen, when I, when I, when I tell, tell people about this podcast, I always say there's two segments, and there's the punchable face of the week, and there's a Ted Lasso moment. And without doubt, there is much more competition in sports for the punchable face of the week than Ted <laughs> oh, yeah. Lasso That's moment. So many. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it would have been really easy to give us. it to uh, OBJ, but uh, oh, th- this, year, this week's recipient is one of two star athletes who inexplicably once they became famous turned their back on their family who's the other one Aaron Rodgers yeah and Kyrie our least favorite golfer oh, oh Captain America Captain Patrick America. Reed. Reed Patrick Reed. Reed so I mean what kind of a person does that right so that just shows you what what kind of people we're talking about here um, last week, Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID-19 and had to be kept off uh, the, the active roster for Sunday, which clearly cost his team a loss because 
the Chiefs played like dog shit, and the Packers would have won that game by three or four touchdowns if Rodgers had played. That wouldn't necessarily be cause for a punch in the face, uh, but for the fact that he didn't get vaccinated and he lied about it. Um, he got immunized. He's <laughs> immunized. He was immunized. He was bodily he says, immunized. He said, yeah, I'm immunized, and there's guys on this team who haven't been vaccinated. I think that's a personal decision. I'm not going to judge those guys. How else do you interpret that statement other than he's been vaccinated, they're not, he's not going to judge them. Turns out he was one of those guys. He just lied to us about it. Um, and now that, that he's facing all this outrage from the press who are pissed that they were sitting in tiny little press spaces with him when he gave his pressers and he wasn't wearing a mask, the fans who are pissed that he's cost him at least one game, um, you know, and his sponsors who sit there and shoot those stupid State Farm ads with him and all these other ads that he does while he's not wearing a mask, they're all pissed at him. And now his little feelings have been hurt because I don't like it. it when people are pissed at him. So he comes out like a little fucking crybaby Karen and is now Karen <laughs> Rogers, not Aaron Rogers. He <laughs> says, oh, the woke mob is after me. It's like I'm in a witch hunt. Cancel culture. Boo, 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 boo. Pussy. And so it <laughs> turns out that this he, he wanted to be so innocent. Like, look, I'm just a sensitive, intelligent guy doing some alternative research here. That's it turns out it wasn't any kind of research. It was him relying on his bestie, Josh Rogan, Joe who is a college or Joe, 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 Rogan. Rogan. Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan, college dropout comedian podcaster. That's who's giving medical advice to uh, Eric, Karen Rogers. And to make it even worse, Joe Rogan contracted coronavirus after coming out with all this bullshit nonsense against the vaccine and masks and then turned around and said on air, look, I'm not a doctor. I'm a fucking moron. That's a quote. I'm a fucking moron. I'm not a respected source of information, even for me. After after that quote, Aaron Rodgers gives like 500 pages of documents to the NFL trying to fight his appeal saying that, you know, masks aren't necessary. Vaccines aren't necessary. Um, you know, just nonsense. He's well, got you, the D he's, he's got the dewormer. That's all he needs. You got yeah, he's taking the horse dewormer that th this Mr. Oh, I'm into alternative organic medicines. Right. That's bullshit. He's taking the fucking horse dewormer, right. like all the other QAnon nut jobs. The, this guy, <laughs> Q well, that's going to hurt our ratings now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Tampa. <laughs> cock and doodle do well, so so yeah so so the so your pe milk your people were like oh yeah rogers i like that and he's like well i don't want them liking me so he comes out and bashes them and says i don't give a shit about fox news and those right wingers i would never appear on that station he just he's just so confused he wants everyone to like him and now he doesn't know who he is he's a sham and well, I, don't, I think punched. these guys, it's so ridiculous. So they're calling him Q Iran. Anyway, he, he, he Q -A -A -Ron. You know, Hold on, let me Ron. How long is he out for? He, he doesn't want to put that anything. Part of the story. It's, this is the yeah, best he part. He doesn't want to put anything bad in his body, first of all, right? So what does he do? He doesn't take the, the vaccine. And instead, now he's putting, you know, 19 different things into his body. It's the biggest bunch of bullshit. Including horse pills. For yeah. worms. I mean, if you, kind of a fucking idiot does that. If, 
if you want to see NFL ratings through the roof, then pray for Aaron Rodgers to be healthy again for Sunday night because it's going to be the return of Russell Wilson. Yeah. Good versus evil Aaron Rodgers. I mean, this game is going to be off the chain oh, in ratings. Have, have you, know you seen you, the you Have you seen the meme out there where it's where it's Aaron Rodgers with the Karen hairdo and the beard? It's <laughs> no. hilarious. You can't, but you can't talk about this story without at least mentioning the NFL and and how they should get at least an elbow to the jaw or something here. But because the Packers covered for him the whole time. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, first of all. How did the media like shame on the media for not following up on that? You know, like, wait, I'm sorry. You said you've been uh, immunized. Immunized. Did you take Moderna? Yes or no. Did you take Pfizer? Right. Yes you, or no. Did you take J and J? Yes or no. There's clearly no lawyers in that audience who, are, who let that all slip by. But, you know, this guy should have had different rules going forward the whole time he was there with or without being positive. Right. That's my understanding of the NFL rules on this was if you weren't vaccinated, you had to wear a mask during practice in the locker room, yeah. and nobody enforced that. What? Why? Why did that not get he, enforced so by they, anyone? Did the team? Did they know? Yeah. Do we know for sure? Yeah. Did no, they, they lie had to, them? to. They had is it to the know. The honor system. It's a no, fucking multi-billion dollar. How do they know, have to know? Because they're supposed to report card? to the league who's been vaccinated. But couldn't? Did he just? Did everybody then, just say I got vaccinated? Did he have to? Players have to what, literally did he fly to Guatemala and get one of the fake. Uh, they, the fake vaccines maybe you got a fake vaccine. Do they he, require he, them the the players if they say they're vaccinated? They require them to show their so, card. So then he lied to, to the so. team. I don't think. Well, he no, I, 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 think he I actually I would I prefer he that he just lied to everybody because that would make him even more evil. I mean, my my law firm requires you to show a vaccine card. We have nine employees. I mean, you tell me the NFL wasn't like, yeah, I think we probably ought to see their vax card. Hey, he, and by he the way, is so butthurt by the fact that now even his liberal Hollywood girlfriend is upset with him. He doesn't know what to do with himself. He's just he's trying to apologize and say, I'll take a little responsibility for misleading everyone. Well, yeah. that's big of you. Hey, yeah, douchebag. One douchebag. loss in the NFC. That I mean, that huge. might be the difference between going on the road. Right. The yeah. Playoffs. That's huge. You might that's you huge. might be in, in Tempe versus uh, Lambo yeah. Field. But what, if he crazy. tests positive again, if he tests positive again this week, he's not playing, right? Right. That's right. Yeah. And they cannot win. No, and they're Jordan done. Love. They can't they're win. Done. They, they, yeah. they can't play Jordan Love. Oh, Jordan Love was uh, like that guy, Jamarcus Russell. That's about how comfortable he looked in the pack pocket did you, Sunday. Did you see the oh. YouTube? Have you seen the YouTube of the little kid that's on the end of the diving board and he's so scared to jump off? He's literally shaking. <laughs> And it, they put one with Jordan Love's face on it. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so scared. It was, it was bad. bad. It was bad. All right. Well, milk. I hope. I uh, hope you have an eventful trip to uh, nation, the nation's capital, this week. I'm, Just, I'm really excited about it. Someone must pay yeah. for the Saints' loss, and it's, unfortunately, it's going to be you. There's so much so, arrogance. Wow. So, much why didn't, arrogance. so why didn't you, why didn't you pick the Washington football team as your lock, given your recent strategy? Sounds like the, I, sounds like I the love the Bucks, which would mean I would have to take Washington. I can't bet. Exactly. Milk, I got to ask you the the last time you played the Washington football team, uh, that's you had a little bit of you had a little bit of a scare. 
Like, are you a little bit worried about the rematch from the playoff? Um, no. Don't be. I'm not. Don't be. I wouldn't be. I'm sure wouldn't be. Heineken has circled this on his calendar for this. this <laughs> yeah. Look, it, I will say everybody plays their best game against us. So it might not be a complete blowout. But someone must. Oh. Play. Is uh, is your wide receiver healthy yet, Bison? No. Oh, I, oh, I don't know. McLaren or whatever. Dude, he's been watching Christmas so. shows on Hallmark Channel. <laughs> right. Kidding me? <laughs> We're healthy. Healthy, healthy. Doesn't matter. That has nothing. Has nothing to do with our team. So, have you so seen Ghost of FedEx Field on uh, Sunday, Bison? No, he's gonna be watching Ghosts no. of Christmas Past. It won't be packed at all. It'll be it'll be packed with Bucks fans. Seventy five percent. What what's capacity? What are, what are y'all gonna have? Oh, first of all, they they've you know they've covered up about twelve thousand seats that they don't sell anymore. Oh, they did that a couple of years ago. Oh, that is so bad. So they're so they're down to about seventy five thousand seats, and they'll probably be fifty five thousand there. And well, twenty of those will be Bucks fans. That's not even an yeah, SEC. 30. Foot, that's not even an SEC crowd. That's awful. Will no, one of those terrible. fifty-five thousand be Christopher Tinace? Fuck no! Wow. <laughs> I'll keep your sheet warm for you. <laughs> yeah, I no. I told you. I, I, no, he's, I'm done. He's not even going. He's not going to the game. I'm going to be there. Uh, and and I'm going to have a beer and, with me. And you're going to be, be in DC. I'll be in DC. Oh, come on. You got to have a beer with your podcast, mate. I, I said I'd have a beer with him. I'm not going to the game, though. Maybe you guys can go to a, you can go That to could a be nice a punchable place. face right there. I. What do you mean? I set you up with, with every place you should go. In fact, I want to hear about your agenda as soon as we end the uh, podcast here. At what, time, some point, what, time's so. the game, what time's kickoff? Oh, it's definitely one o'clock. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not a four o'clock game. You <laughs> guys can go to a nice brunch. Right. Yeah. You know, we were we we were about to end this podcast in a reasonable amount of time until we got into this rambling nonsense. All right. Happy birthday, House. Happy birthday, House. Happy birthday, House. Enjoy your dinner. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Let's go.